pick up, will take root, Israel will bud and blossom and fill all the world with fruit. And then came, we have just come out of the first wave of COVID. And then when many people thought it's the end, then we had the second wave. Then we heard stories of you know, uh, hospital beds being filled and people lying on the streets, dead bodies you know, just lying in front of crematorium, dead bodies floating in the river, death of oxygen cylinders, loss of the loved ones. Many of us have lost our dear ones, young, old. We have lost so many people and we could call 2021 as a year of uncertainty and challenges. But while we were surprised, God was not surprised and he gave us the promise verse. How do we understand this as we look back? Because when God introduced himself to Moses, he said, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. His name is faithfulness. God says, I am a God of faithfulness. We sang many songs that says, God, you have been faithful. You have been faithful. That's why David, who was running for his life, he could say, your love reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the skies. It is God's faithfulness. In the midst of all challenges, uncertainties, loss, pain, suffering, all of us can say that God has been faithful. All my life, you have been faithful. Looking back right from 1st January to 31st December, we can say, Lord, you have been faithful in the midst of uncertainties, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of difficulties, grief, loss, mourning, pain. Lord, you have been faithful. You know, Paul, while writing to Timothy, probably that's the last letter of Paul. Paul is telling Timothy, don't be afraid. Don't fear. You will have challenges. You know, you may think that you are being overwhelmed by the challenges, suffering, struggles. And Paul says, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. All of us can say that even if when we were faithless, God was always faithful. We serve a faithful God. And that's why we say that your compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. None of us can question God's faithfulness. At the end of this year, many of us were stranded, travel plans were canceled, there were so many uncertainties, children were confined to the four walls of the house. But in the midst of all this, we can say, God, you have been faithful. God's faithfulness is our shield and rampart. That's our strength. 
not what we see in the world, but it is God's faithfulness that will be our shield and rampart. And we can say, as we have come to the end of this year, God's faithfulness was my shield and rampart. It was surrounding me. It protected me. God's faithfulness. It is because of God's faithfulness we had this promise verse in days to come, Jacob will take root, Israel will bud and blossom and fill all the world with fruit. It is God's faithfulness that enables his children to become fruitful. God's faithfulness enables his children to become fruitful. All through this year, God has been faithful to us. None of us can question that. But now we need to ask whether I was fruitful. Whenever we think of fruitfulness, we think in terms of activities. I did this, I did that. Yeah, it's all good. But there's much, much more than that. You see, we have been created to be fruitful. Right in the beginning, right in the first book, in the very first chapter, the Bible says, God blessed Adam and Eve and said, be fruitful. Be fruitful. How do we understand this? You know, we are all used to this accounting term. See, I did so much, so I have been fruitful. I have so many houses, so many cars. God has blessed me. We, we have started counting our fruitfulness in terms of activities. But Bible has got something else because Peter when he wrote his last episode, he says, all these promises have been given to us so that we can become partakers of divine nature. We can be partakers in the divine nature. That's why we have all these promises. So God gave this promise. So through this year, he expects us to become more like him. I'll give you Two Old Testament examples, which will make things very clear. And then we'll just try to apply what this promise verse has meant to me and what is supposed to mean and how we can look at this verse. The story of Abraham. All of us are very familiar with the story of Abraham. I don't have to revise it. And how God blessed him with, this, with a son at an old, old age. And then God is asking Abraham to sacrifice his son. And Abraham did not hesitate. He went to sacrifice his son. We may have several questions. But God says, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. You know, God is seeing his, the reflection of his character in Abraham. Because in John 3.16, we know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish. You know, Abraham was partaking in the divine nature and he was reflecting divine nature. When he gave his son, he did not hold on to his son, but he was ready to give it to his, to God. He was reflecting God's nature. That is fruitfulness. Abraham was fruitful, not the way we think, but Abraham was fruitful when he reflected God's nature. And that's what God expects from us. Let me give you another example. Again, from the Old Testament, again, from the first book, the story of Joseph is known to all of us. What happened to him? How he was betrayed, thrown into the pit, thrown into prison, thrown into dungeon, and he was in the palace. At the end of all that, when we come to the last chapter, when his brothers stand before him and ask for his forgiveness, Joseph says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. What was Joseph doing? Joseph was just reflecting God's nature. That is fruitfulness. We see in the life of Jesus hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And that's what Isaiah 29.6 says, in days to come, Jacob will take root, Israel will bud and blossom and fill all the world with fruit. When we think about fruit, we tend to think about, I did this, I preached, I prayed, this happened, that happened. It's much beyond that. When God is expecting his children to be fruitful, God says, you should become like me. That is fruitfulness. That's what we see in the life of Abraham. That's what we see in the life of Joseph. And we are the New Testament Christians. And for us, it is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Looking back, as we have gone through those challenges, difficulties, struggles, grief, mourning, have we become like God? Have we become like God? That's where our fruitfulness, the meaning of fruitfulness is, have we become like God? God has called us. Of the billions of people, God has called us. He has saved us. And in the evangelistic messages, we get to hear, you know, God has forgiven your sins. It's true. God has forgiven our sins. And even in churches, too often we hear this message. You know, you have been saved. Your sins have been forgiven. And we just, your shame and sin have been taken away from you. And we just stay there. But God called Abraham to reflect his nature. God chose Joseph to reflect his nature. In the same way, God has called you and me. If he has saved us, why did he save us? So that we can stand 
in the presence of God. If we stand in the presence of God, we will become like him. Whatever we worship, we will become that object of worship. We will take the character of the object of worship. God has saved us so that we can stand in his presence. When we stand in his presence, even without our knowing, we will become like him. And that is what is meant by fruitfulness. That is the reason why we have been called, why we have been chosen, why we have been saved, why we have been rescued, so that we can stand in the presence of God. Looking back at 2021, how often we have stood in the presence of God, just in the presence of God, just worshiping him, just adoring him. And as we worship, has that worship influenced our own nature, character? This is a question we need to ask ourselves even before we go to 2022. To what extent have I become more like Jesus? It is not by activities we become like Jesus. It is just by standing in the presence of God. The more we stand in the presence of God, the more we worship, the more we give him glory, honor, the more we fear at the word of God, trembling at the word of God, we become like him. 22 to 2022 also we'll have challenges, uncertainties, we don't know. But one thing we can never, we can be very sure of is God's faithfulness. In 2022 also, God will remain faithful. Because he remains faithful, he expects his children to be fruitful. In days to come, Jacob will take root, Israel will bud and blossom, and fill all the world with fruit. Let's look to the Lord in prayer and just ask ourselves, to what extent have I become like Jesus? Am I a partaker in the divine nature? That's why we have promises. The promise verse was given to us so that we can become partakers in the divine nature. Has all the uncertainties and challenges have changed us, transformed us? It is not that God has called us so that we'll become better people. God has called us so that we'll become a new creation. We were dead and God wants to make us alive. Let's never forget. Whenever we talk about God's faithfulness, God expects us to be fruitful, fruitful, to become more like him. Glorious Father, thank you, Lord. All of us can say with confidence, all my life, you have been faithful.
every single breath. With every single breath, we can say, Lord, you have been faithful. 